You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 220th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is the 2018 Schwamigan champion, Tim the Super Rookie Hayes, back in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, uh, first loser in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer, the rightful winner of the Schwamigan <laughs> uh, 40 2018 uh, Slow Ride Podcast Edition in Boston, Massachusetts. How did the Twitter poll end up? Because I looked the other day and we it, were tied, Spencer. Yeah, uh, kind of bad. equal number of weirdos thought we had won and the majority of people thought Tim had won. The problem is, is uh, I set the poll. I thought I was setting the poll to end uh, today just before we recorded so we'd have the up, most up-to-date stats, but it actually ended two days ago. I don't know how my math got so off uh, setting that up. But I, I think our real fans, you know, took some time to think it through and logically come to the conclusion that I won um, and hadn't hadn't <laughs> voted yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Could be, could I, d- I did squeak it out over you, though, little guy. So we oh, may need did? to switch no. these podium boxes around. I'm not sure. A lot well, that of, happens at half the bike races out there. So A lot of people think Tim won, which is interesting to me because... Um, there, so many people are just bad, bad at logic. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he did have the 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 lowest finishing time, and that's usually that's how true. they decide these things. No, that is true. That's so, see, that's a big that's a big uh, nugget. If we're in a jury trial, it's true. So, that's what we need to overcome. Yeah, the that's like DNA is, evidence right there. It is, as, but I would have the judge I, throw it out as uh, inconsequential because it happened before uh, the the actual race between the hosts started. You know? Now, as much as I want to bask in the glory <laughs> of my win, uh-huh. um, I do feel that there's a lot of pressure on the podcast yeah. um, this week for a variety of reasons. One is people are looking for our expert opinions about the Volta. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just because people have oh, yeah. um, been holding also, their breath since the Volta, trying to decide what happened. We we are on <laughs> kind of a ti- tight timeline because mm-hmm. I have um, some travel coming up. We all have busy lives, dad dad stuff, you know, cool things going on. But so I can't even get into the the paragraph this week on the Volta because I won the Vuelo games too. Oh man, um, jeez, mm. that's embarrassing. But, mm. but the the big the big news and the big amount of pressure that we have on us is. Mitch Docker gave us a shout out on his podcast when he's talking to Michael Woods and asked Mr. VO2 Max about his impressive VO2 Max. And it may have been the highlight. I think I can quit the podcast now. I got to say, I listened to this and um, did, did, did either of you think uh, uh, Rusty Woods uh, was a little bit cagey, a little coy in his answer? <laughs> a little uh you know kind of oh, dancing what? around the issue a little bit like oh yeah oh no no i've never i don't know anything about that well well but i obviously do have a big vo2 max i mean well, it's that huge. Was the best part. <laughs> i mean he's a and, pro cyclist so obviously but 
I mean, yeah, I think now he's trying to keep in that keeping that secret in the back pocket. He doesn't want other teams to know. Yeah. Now that now that this shout out, Spencer, you're the sleuth of all things technical on mm-hmm. the pod. Um, you you work really hard behind the scenes because that Schwamigan episode, by the way, even though it was about me winning, was fantastic. Like it was. what you did there <laughs> and what you put everything together. So major kudos to you and you know how painful it is for me to congratulate you on anything <laughs> i i want to just yeah. thank you because that was yeah. well that was done. really great podcast sense. hall of fame and then we have you know mitch docker giving us a shout out and the quality of the podcast needs to be there and now little guy i'm a little nervous because we yeah. have all of these australian listeners now we're up to number four on the charts for outdoor podcasts in That's pressure in Australia, yeah. Do you think and we so, should we should just do our very regular segment that we do every week, which is our Aussie corner? Because we always do it, th- even if even if the Mitch Docker thing hadn't happened, we would have done it now. I anyway, think we should. So we should just. Do I it. think we should do Aussie corner now. Last last week on Aussie corner, we talked about Australian basketball legends Luke Longley and Shane Heal, <laughs> who both played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> you may remember Shane Heal for throwing up the three pointers for I do not those two or three seasons. Remember Shane. <laughs> From the conversation last week, I think yes. I, I spaced now, that part out. Now, I, they're just from Melbourne. Yeah. You know, which is just one small just portion of Australia. Just a slice. But yeah. let's get into this week's Aussie Corner for yeah. all of our listeners. Well, obviously, the big news is that Richie Port uh, decided to let Australia down before the race at the World Championships rather than crashing out uh, sort of on that final descent with a chance to win like he was going to do. But he decided to sort of do it early. Wow, so you're going with like the morbid side that you think he was just going to crash out. <laughs> I, I thought he was just going to drop out, right? Like, no, I thought because um, it's the. I mean, this will get into our world championship talk, but the finishing climb is super steep. It's like twenty some percent, and then there's like a quick descent down to the finish. And I, my fig, figuring was that Port was going to crash out on that descent, you know, within so, a sh- shot to win it because he can climb. I just think that descent was going to take him out. So, in an effort to appease our Australian listeners, at what point do um, do we come around on Richie Port and he becomes like the unsung hero that is <laughs> working so hard? Right um, now, I you know because remember Cadell Evans, how many broken collarbones did that guy have? And yeah. we always made fun of his collarbones. And then who won <laughs> the tour? So yeah, but and we don't want to make fun of anybody. And he won crushing. the world it's championship. Horrible. And he won the world championship. Yeah. And he won. He won a and, lot of things. I liked Cadell a lot. And he was just that right amount of irritable. Just like like not full TJ Van Garderen, but yeah. just the right amount of irritable where it was like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. don't touch my shoulder, right? And then you're like, ooh, I kind of like yeah. it, a little feisty. He had a little, he had a little Lauren Finian esque, uh, yeah, attitude toward the press that was nice. I don't know right. if I'm gonna come around on Port because it's hard for me to think of a guy who's probably one of the highest paid writers in the sport uh, as an underdog, even though, you know, in ways he is, but it's hard for me to. Uh, have that feeling okay. for him. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to feel bad for Peepo that he doesn't ever win races anymore uh, because he still probably makes a lot of money and has a Ferrari. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a very good point. So, and Spencer, how do you feel about um, Richie Port dropping out of worlds? You know, um, you keeping know, in mind our chart chart topping um, ratings in Australia. I am I am a little disappointed. I do have to say, because, you know, he was obviously a shoe in for the victory. Um, 
And, and, you know, it's been a long time coming. He's, he's kind of been, uh, uh, shut out in the past unfairly, I would say, um, you know, by other nations clearly riding against Australia and, um, you know, just a lot of negative racing, a lot of negative attitudes out there against Richie Port and, and he's a deserving, you know, he's probably would have had three, four in a row by now, but, um, Julian Dean, just, just starting up the, uh, the hate just directed a hundred percent. And speaking of Julian Dean, little guy, you said the other day that like, I know this is a little bit of a segue, but you were riding on the greenway yesterday yeah. and you saw a black FDJ kit and yeah. you thought it was like a New Zealand national champion did kit. He, did Julian Dean ever ride for FDJ? I don't I know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he did either. Yeah, I saw a black FDJ kit yesterday, Spencer, um, right after I saw Timmy. Um, huh. And so I didn't know they made that. It actually looked pretty good. I'm not a big fan of an all black kit that often, um, but it worked. Hey, huh? um,. Little guy, speaking of which, when you saw me, yeah. you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Being a dad? That's right. It's Dad Corner. <laughs> Spencer, let me tell you a little dad story. With, with, we were out. I was with little Hymar and Tom Boone and Tom Boone and were at the playground last week. Yep. They're yesterday, yesterday. together, hanging yeah. out. I rode, I rode my bike. He rode his bike. Okay. I drove. Um, we get there. Sarah's with us. Um, little Hymar, Tambunin, Tambunin, running around, basically yep. owning the playground. Basically, it, they it, were doing some CrossFit just to, because it's not, because it's, they're not doing cross yeah. yet, so they're just doing roads. So right now, it's just a little cross training, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other kids leaving. My son, little Hymar, looks at little guy's bike and starts like kind of crying, like yep. pointing at it and going like, wah, like yeah. he wants to go for a ride. Oh, see, I, have a, I had says, a totally different reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he just he just knew it was going to bring disappointment yeah. seeing me yeah. on a bike. And so little guy goes, why don't you go take little Hymar around the, the park on the bike? And he's got one of those seats that attaches to the front handlebar. So he's kind of riding between my arms in front of me. I take little Hymar around, huge smile on his face. Fantastic. Good five minute dad time. Come back. Take him out of the bike. And he starts crying, wailing, meltdown yep. mode, time to go home. Wow. After his first bike ride. Because remember, I just have the cargo bike. That's the only other bike he's ever been on is a car- cargo bike where he's sitting in a box yeah. on, a, <laughs> on a bench. So yeah, he's, he's actually riding this bike. He's on the handlebars. He's got the wind in his hair coming through the vents of the helmet. And he's crying. And, and I'm like, I'm like, what? What are you crying for? Like, it's such a, you know, like, I thought it was a good experience. Why are you so mad, son? And do you know why he was crying? Why? Because his first ever bike ride was on a Klein. I was on little guy's Klein mountain bike. Ah. And he put it down. That was Makes it. Sense. And he was wailing. He's and never it's all gonna, downhill from here. Yeah, he's never going to hit those heights ever again. He, and he knew it. He knew it. He was like, that's it. I peaked. Yeah. That makes anyway. sense. Uh, Tim, uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say, um, you know, he was... He was he was sad that he didn't have like Pelizote hair, or Daniel Oss hair mm, going on at this point. Slow. Like he's too young; it hasn't come come fully in yet. No, um, it's his, looking pretty full. It's looking it? pretty full. Tom right. and Tom Boonen's got the hair. He's like, got that's longer hair. Pelizote. My um, Heimar's little Heimar's thick. hair is got a little. Um, All right, I don't know. Well, that's Marzu Beldia Skullet. Yeah, in the long I, I'm, I I have faith that it's it's on its way so. in. So I guess. Will that wrap up uh, Dad Corner that, that, this week? We're okay. on the end of Dad Corner. That yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, that's the end of thanks, Dad Corner. Thanks for participating. Spencer, st- thanks for sticking with us.
Nice. So, um, so, so that'll wrap up Dad Corner, and it'll and also. Uh, I mean, we could do another tight thirty. It'll also wrap up Aussie Corner, where um, you know next week we'll revisit uh, the Sydney Ice Dogs um, season review. <laughs> so we will uh, check in there and uh, make sure we get you all your updates on the uh, hockey season in uh, Australia. Well, I, I have an Aussie season segue, which is right uh, Aussie to the Volta, which is how does it feel, Australia, that your team won the Volta, but a Brit won the Volta? Is that good, or does that feel like a little bad? I think you're going to need to explain, because it's been two weeks, and I won a Chihuahua mountain bike race yeah, in between. I, I don't remember what happened at the Volta. So Sean Yates, so Sean Yates won the overall. One of the Yates... Yeah, some Yates. It could have been Sean. It could have been Simon. It could have been Adam. I think it was Simon. Won the Volta. <laughs> and and I was thinking about it. It was like, oh, man, it was, a big, it was the third British rider of the year. But then it was like, oh, it was the first Australian team. And I was like, does ah, that feel that, like, the, you know, the crown won? I don't know. I was disappointed that, that you know, an Australian team won because I wanted Movistar to win, and it was kind of a collapse, and it was an epic collapse of Alejandro Valverde on the queen stage of the uh, Volta yeah, to fall off the podium. That is true. But you but can't, you can't Moss really, was there. you can't really. I feel like we can't be disappointed with Valverde because, like, he really wasn't no, the team can, leader. I mean, that was that, the fact that he got he got fifth. He ended up fifth, something like that. Yeah. I mean that that is a if he hadn't been so close to to the win and better than Nairo, we would have been just that's amazing. But you know. It then was end up being a little disappointed. I wasn't disappointed because Moss got on the podium, and I was hoping for that <laughs> the whole time. So it worked out, and that's pretty great, really, if you think about it. Spain, like the young Spanish rider making the podium, and the ageless robot with a beard, uh, slotting in fifth. Yeah, um, Spencer. Overall, yeah, buy or sell the Vuelta this year is better than last year's Vuelta. Ooh. Um... Yeah, that's, I, that's a tough one. That's a very tough one. Last year's was pretty good, but I think I will buy on that one. I think this year's was a little more topsy turvy, a little more um, interesting. A lot of a uh, lot of maybe more storylines. I don't know. So, there's a fair amount of storylines. I I'm just a I loved the Vuelta. I'm all about it. Um, I love the uh, just every single day watching the uh, the Grand Tour on the NBC Sports Gold app. It brings enjoyment to me. So. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely buy with Spencer. And, and you know, any any time the Commonwealth can uh, can win, uh, 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 you know, a Grand Tour, that's that's good for everyone. Yeah, it's been like yeah. God, a month and a half. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty tough. Um, we obviously the, mentioned it before, but the 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 there was a lot of great wins and a lot of storylines. But obviously, from the Mitch Docker podcast, getting the the backstory of. Uh, Woods's um, win definitely adds to that. It was a good win in the moment, and then getting that full storyline, especially bringing it back to Dad Corner. As a dad, if I hear a story (laughs) like that, um, I am a total crybaby now that I'm a father. So that was like, I was like, oh, he won, that's great. And then when I heard the whole story about his um, son, it was like freaking waterworks open, so... And then how often have we been in the, well, I guess none of us have ever been in this 
shoes of almost winning a grand tour stage, but we have been on bike rides or local time trials where <laughs> basically we the our, same. Yeah, where, pretty where much. We, the no, same. no. What I was getting at was like, oh, the twenty more seconds thing, and he talks about how he was counting down the twenty more seconds to win the stage because oh, his yeah. team director was like, ah, oh, twenty more seconds. It's all you need to do, and so he counted down for like twenty, nineteen. Yeah. 18 and then he said he got to zero and he was like 300 meters still to go yeah (laughs) and i was like yeah man i've been there before but i usually count down from three and i still have like 50 miles left but (laughs) it was uh it was oh so good to hear that backstory overall i love the volta um should we be at all concerned um peter sagan fans of a kind of a lackluster volta even though he got like second um in the uh, uh what the green jersey competition and kind of yeah, I mean, he was there for some stages, but he never, like, I don't think he won a stage. Nope. He didn't win a stage. No. And, and you know, that's that's due to, uh, I mean, I think the torch has been passed. Peter Sagan is last year's news. It is now Caleb Ewan uh, all day, every day. Uh, he is the sprinter of the era, uh, you know, yeah. bringing, bringing with him uh, a shining star, a beacon of hope uh, for all of us across the world. Yeah, whatever team he's going to that I don't remember for next year, they're in luck. Yes, they are. <laughs> and uh, well, isn't he going to um, Lotto? Replace Greipel, didn't yeah, he? he's going to Lotto. Yeah, he's, he's going a, to Lotto. He's Red Lotto. So, well, anyway, um, actually work speaking well. speaking of Lotto, mm-hmm. Yellow Lotto, let's do a little segue, Sam, over to the Vout Van Art corner, and. Mm. Uh, his amazing world championship kit today that was on display at the Waterloo World Cup on the Trek Bicycles World Headquarters in Waterloo, Wisconsin. Um, gentlemen, I only watched the women's race, and I feel like I came out ahead. I don't you even did. know what happened in the men's race. I can't wait for you guys to tell me, but I will say the women's race was some of the best one hour of racing I saw. It was very good. Ellen Noble crushed it. Marianne Voss crushed it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. watched the better of the two races. So I did. And yeah, Trek did. crushed it just for the fear of fact that the course looked awesome and there was a really good crowd throughout. I was yeah. I was impressed. I liked yeah. it. And for even though it doesn't have like a um a marquee feature the way that Jingle Cross does with that big, you know, Mount Crumpet, I thought mm-hmm. the course looked pretty awesome and uh good coverage all the way around. Meredith Miller on the um the color commentary. Um, I, I enjoyed, um, I, I like her uh, take on things. I think she called it pretty well about how Marianne Voss is clearly the, uh, going to be the best sprinter at the end there, but no shame in Ellen Noble's, uh, race today at all. Yeah, no, the, um, you've never raced this, that one, Tim, me and Spencer yeah. raced there. So that run up where on the last lap, Ellen Noble put in that dig and got a little separation and you thought maybe she could snap Voss, but Voss came back. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good feature. That's a, at least riding that run up is super fun because you can ride about halfway up it and you have to do one of those super fast, like yep. full speed jump offs to not lose any momentum. Otherwise, you're just walking up a wall. Um, oh, really? It's okay, super steep. That it's hard. I mean, it's always hard on the camera, but it's just like a, it's just yeah. like a wall. So you just ride as far as you can and you try to not fall over when you jump off. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, th- but th- that, th- that th- was a great move. Yeah, I thought the race was great. I I, I thought the commentary was pretty good. Um, but, uh, you know, Meredith Miller is very good at being a commentator, oh. but sometimes still has the roadie uh, mentality, okay. which she definitely had 
you know, when she was a cyclocross racer as well. And that's not a knock on her because she's a very good road racer yeah. and crit racer, like very good. So of course she's going to think about the sprint at the end and, and the pavement, but the sprint in cyclocross is rarely to the actual line. The sprint is somewhere else in the final third of the lap. And so, at track, the sprint was into the off camber leading yeah. to the switchbacks down to the hill up, you know, kind of to the, that last part yeah. of the lap. And you saw the fight there. Just barely the cameras cut to it. And Noble was trying to keep Voss from coming around. And Voss came around there uh, and made it into those downhill switchbacks first, which gave her a clean shot at the run, at the hill up where she got some separation. And that was the sprint. So, you know, I got to watch the race today on my couch. Yeah. What a time to be alive. It was amazing. I didn't have to download some like crazy Russian hacked site. Like yep. I was able to watch NBC Sports Gold, so like, man, it's really good being an American cycling fan <laughs> yeah. right now. I, from yeah. like how yeah. we can watch races. Like, yeah, I no, watched it on trek, nice. trekbikes.com, uh, which was also great because yeah, I didn't have to go sleuthing around the dark webs to find a uh, UCI feed that was geo blocked in the US for whatever reason. You know, like most World Cups. It was. It was very. Um, it was fun to watch. So. Anything else you guys want to add on the women's race? I did see that uh, Katie Compton did finish, but she appears to have a mechanical and uh, yeah. asthma like issues as well, yeah. or sick from a- the day before. Asthma was on Friday people. night uh, where she had to drop out, and today she was looking very good in third place uh, until, yeah, mechanical dropped her and down. Uh, two other things that stuck out to me. I loved the rolling standings on the bottom, so you yeah. could always see what riders were where. Yeah, that so was major awesome. improvement there. And then uh, 16th place friend of the podcast Eva Lechner yep. um it was nice and then my next part that I wanted to say is and I'm just gonna put this out there you guys can discuss if you want or not but the fashion and sunglasses oh that no it I was seems, gonna say that, that seems too. to about to hit the <laughs> UCI World Cup scene yeah. this year between um Sané Kant yeah and then uh there is another rider that th- the Greg LeMond Bollet mirrored oh, yeah half yeah. your face ski goggle like i felt like i was looking in the mirror at was, super rookie uh, 2006 career in downtown minneapolis yeah too big of sunglass ski uh, goggle thing it is ugly i'm out no it's it's ugly it, and amazing like that post-race sonic no, interview was i was like was, that was like a, a euro robot showed up to give an interview it was great it was the most european like thing Punk? i've ever seen in my life yeah. it was so fabulous and that's I was like this is why i want to watch cycling yeah, exactly. Is I feel like uh, Eva Lechner for some reason brought that like a couple she years did. ago. She always had yeah. the massive glasses, and but being Italian can somehow pull it off. Like it's some sort of yeah. DNA thing that they've got going on. But now, um, yeah, Sonicants look a little large. Katie Keogh oh, is dwarfed by her sunglasses. Yeah, Katie Keogh, those are the and, ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could and, see in the second or third row there, Sammy Reynolds also looking looking a, like small behind her lo- so, windshield <laughs> glasses. This um, is, Spencer, thank you for bringing up the fact that Eva was the first one. So we yeah. gave Eva like high fives, you know, um, props Absolutely. all the way across the board because she could pull it off. And friend of the pod, yeah, awesome person, foam party veteran. Do you, do you guys, I was I was very disappointed to see these glasses. Like that needs to stop because this is not going to age well. Five years from now, we're going to sit there going, dude, nothing in cycling. What a ages horrible. Well. Horrible thing. Nothing ages. No, nothing in cycling. No, see, ages I disagree. Well. I think no, those. There's think always the a ten-year Ellen, period where wait, it's terrible. The, no, little guy. Ellen Noble and Evie Richards' kit. I think ten years from now is still going to hold up to time and be like, hey, you know what? That's a decent kit. Like, there's nothing bad about it. 
I don't know. I Those think there's a time period where so a lot of things got to go out before they come back with a force. Yeah, no, it's kind of true because if I think back to like 2008, 2006 era, uh, t- a decade ago or so, Foster I'm Bordeaux. thinking Quick Step Kit was amazing. Cervelo Test Team Kit at the time seemed really amazing. Maybe oh, not so good, God. you know? In Did retrospect, we ever think the CSC team kit looked good with the abs? I'm trying oh, to remember. At no, the time, I never did. everybody Spencer thought it was the best it, thing. So. I did own it. <laughs> so but I the think, Credit Agricole kit from 2005 yeah, still holds up kit. to the test of time. Yeah, there's so, some anyways. things, but I, in a way, the crazy things are the best things. Obviously, these glasses are very 80s, and it's all coming back. Um, okay. Do you guys think Tell the me glasses about the thing... Wait do, you, no, do you, wait, do you think the glasses thing is like what I was saying a week or two ago about how I think that um, the Orica helmets, they look silly because they're on shrunken, shrunken, emaciated yeah. road racers? And that yeah. these glasses are just shaped like if one of us put it on, our, our dad bod faces. Rounded out, filled out. They'd fit perfectly. The, but, my inflated ego from winning Schwamigan. They look <laughs> yeah. just normally Yeah, like right? Normal but sometimes. when you put them on like a 120-pound, uh, like small like cycle cross racer like they're gonna look gigantic like if i don't know yeah. some 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 of that maybe no they so. they could uh they could invest in like a regular and a downsized version of the same thing that would be probably mm-hmm. beneficial now yeah molds. hey get me into uh the men's race at truck world cup uh, all right tell me what happened uh spencer you want to tell him let me tell him Sure. Um, the race uh, started out, uh, you know, fast, like cycle cross races do. Stephen Hyde had a, a good start, was up in the top 10 somewhere for about the first third of a lap, and then he disappeared. Mm-hmm. And That's uh, what I used to do at those races. Yeah, and uh, I don't know where he went. I don't know what happened, so that was kind of a bummer. Uh, Kerry Warner for the U.S. was also up there for a while and faded back. Um, but uh, it was a... Quickly, a separation of seven guys, uh, all uh, Belgian and Dutch, uh, riding away. I think basically the whole Telenet Fidea team, uh, and then Wout and uh, Dan Sote and Lawrence Sweek were up there. Um, and uh, eventually, a little separation happens. Wout and Toon Ertz get away from the group, and uh, Toon, Toon, man, he had a good race. He was looking awesome. He was putting in Did a lot win? of big digs. Uh, and Wout was looking like he didn't want to deal with that in September and uh, let him go, and uh, Tune pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did the kit, did Wout's kit look as good, even though he was getting second place? It looked uh-huh. very good. It had, yeah. it had like WVA, which I can only assume stands for West Virginia, which is probably a place that he vacations uh, in the <laughs> off season. Um, it had like a, ACDC kind of font. It was it was very Euro. It was very the font, good. The font, yeah. Was the font good or bad? Oh, it the was designer of the pod. No, it, it was, was terrible. Good, it was terrible in the best way. Like, okay. like oh yeah, of course a Belgian guy did that. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, right. and he had the plain black shorts and he had the Steven spikes and like everything looked good. Apparently his week was very stressful. Uh, you know, getting his contract annulled and getting his bikes pulled away from him at the last minute and having Stevens have to send him five bikes straight did away. Re- did um, his bikes really get pulled from him? Oh yeah. Yeah, supposedly they like told the mechanics all his like uh, support staff they were like they, they nope. sent do, you think, his- do you think Trek do you think Trek was like please use our bikes? Like I we mean, made them right here for probably, you straight out of the straight sent, out of the project the one. The team booth. sent his mechanics home. Yeah. Like he had to have SRAM neutral support building his bikes. 
Oh my God. Did he have neutral support doing the bike exchanges? I don't know. I don't, I don't know think anybody that. had to take a bike because it was dry and fast. Oh, okay. So, all right, um, guys, let's 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 hightail it into the prem lap. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right. We're here in the preem lap, and there's a couple things that we got to get off our chest. First off, Grimper Brothers Coffee, mm. the full Schleck. Unzip the jersey. Spencer was in full Schleck almost the entire Schwamigan race. That is yeah. true. Um, I was in full Schleck mode a little bit, but the full Schleck coffee, it's perfect. I I drank a fair amount of coffee on my weekend with you guys and on the uh, the trip, and I think I'm going to be uh, dialing up Grimper Brothers. I'm going to go to bit.ly slash WAP Beans, or I'm just going to go to the wideanglepodium.com and click the link for the full Schleck coffee. 25 bucks, you get a bunch of coffee sent to you, freshly roasted, Yeah. and then a portion of it goes to support the network. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It takes a little bit of money to run the uh, network, especially it, all these downloads going sure all does. the way to Australia. Yeah, so we got to get this out. These gigabytes all the way across the world to yeah. uh, Australia, which you know is not cheap. So, it's a pretty easy way to support uh, support the show and to support all the rest of the shows on the network and to support Grimper Brothers, who uh, you know they sponsor folks like uh, like um, Helen Wyman and like Amanda Nauman and a bunch of other athletes and teams. Um, they do a ton for cycling, so it's an easy way to uh, to kill two birds with one stone. Um, yeah, just head over to wideanglepodium.com, click on the Grimper Brothers link, and uh, get yourself some coffee. It's a very tasty, smooth, light roast. Um, yeah, like Tim said, roasted fresh a couple days before uh, you get it at, in your mailbox. So the other um, part I wanted to uh, mention is the Wide Angle Podium family of shows. Major shout-outs to Crosshairs Radio and Bike Shop CX who are doing a live on-the-scene uh, recording from the van. Mm-hmm. The, the Bike Shop CX van on site at the Waterloo World Cup. I believe they're going to be down at Jingle Cross. So yep. go over there and say hi to the gang. Yep. Um, maybe you'll also, see them recording. And uh, fantastic yeah. stuff from our uh, compatriots. Yeah. And big shout out to Consummate Athlete as well, whose last podcast was an interview with Kate Courtney, world champion on the mountain bike. Um, oh, yeah. They crushed it with that oh, one. So pretty cool. of the year. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we're doing a lot of good things. And all you got to do to support us is buy some coffee. It's not a bad deal. No, not at all. Well, uh, once again, thanks for listening to the um, Wide Angle Podium Network of Shows. Spencer, thanks for the shout out on the or the heads up on the Consummate Athlete. And um, let's get back to the show. Carrie Warner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast. All right, so we got a couple other things to talk, but first, guys, I mentioned it earlier, Velo Games, um, podium at the top, Thomas George of Tommy's TUEs takes the win in our um, <laughs> great Spanish race league. We have Calvin Hoops, who also won best name. 
It's my porte, and I'll cry if Quintana takes a solid second place. I think you got to put an asterisk by that, since he doesn't have Port or Quintana oh, on that really? team, Tim. Yeah. Okay. We laid that All rule right. down, people. All right. And then, uh, Still a good name. Third, third place, Erica, with Have I Told You, Yatesy, That I Love You. <laughs> See, that's uh, actually a pretty... <laughs> that's pretty good. That, <laughs> that might be like, a default. That would be default. Um, yeah. Victor. Now, I'm have good. a little slow... Uh, internet connection right now. I can't see if Erica has Yates on her team, but if she does, I, maybe maybe Erica gets the win. Sorry, Calvin. And then uh, <laughs> you know, Skyfall from Scott just outside on fourth place. And I just like the double entendre because the pending collapse of Team Sky, especially now that the Sky Channel was bought by Comcast. Um, yeah, recently. talk about talk about it from frying that, pan into the fire, right? Yeah, no. And then, <laughs> and then, twentieth first century Fox was bought by Disney. Hmm, I wonder what what's going to be the first line item to be struck from that budget. Yeah. Um, but they also even notice great, great James budget, Bond. They might not even notice. <laughs> great, great James Bond movie. Yeah, but um, guys, I'm not even going to give you the results because I absolutely crushed you guys, and there's really not anything else to uh to say there. So yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunate. You got lucky. That's what I say. Yeah, well, that's how we roll. Um, We got an email this week. We're just going to hit one. We got a bunch of emails. We're going to get to them um, later over the course of the week. Some of these are really timeless, but um, we do want to give a shout out to Prentice Barry, who emailed us from Pensacola, Florida. And Prentice's email is, my computer's loading. So you guys are going to have to bear with me a little bit (laughs) as I'm trying to bring this up. Spencer, feel free to cut this in post. Uh, zippity zap zap zap. I'll just make music sounds. Zippity boom. Zim. Please, please don't ever do that again. Uh, I, my computer's frozen, so I can't even see you guys anymore. So no. uh, I think I can summarize this email if I remember from when I read it earlier today. Basically, he thinks we're pretty cool. Tandems are awesome. Um. He has some memories of riding a tandem with his dad, and it was great. And it is something we should all do. And Sluggos, Stephen Hyde, Sluggo, Sluggo, Stephen Hyde. Oh, got it. All right. Hey, everyone. Sorry I've been uh, radio silence for a while. If it's any excuse, I haven't found any more of Froome's Prance on eBay. I also got super busy the last six months, and I've been playing catch up with the pod. It's all of a sudden hit me that you guys have a race. Soon. So who won? Who rode what? Did little guy bust out all the camping Nolo? All of this stuff answered on Spencer's magnificent recap podcast. But he wants to bring out that he had a ton of fun when he heard us talking about tandems and crushing souls of others with your child on the back. That was the first year of his first serious riding was when his dad busted out a tandem and it had it refurbished. That year was I cut my teeth on road riding, sitting on the back, of a pink tandem. We had a blast and we logged some serious miles. For those of you who remember the logos, that tandem ended up having hanging from the ceiling. That's exactly Prentice's tandem. And guys, I think I'm going to be getting a tandem to ride from the back. But I was pretty stoked that Prentice uh, shared this email with us. So yeah. send that over great. to us. If you I got anything else, one. you can also you can also tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. Um, so. We have finally arrived. Before we get out of here, we need to talk and give some quick updates about the World Cycling Championships. The first is Lisa Klein is officially a world champion Woo! in the team time trial for her um, 
Trek Drops team. Nailed it. Taking the, uh, or sorry, Canyon, uh, sh- uh, uh, Canyon Tram team yeah. taking the uh, team time trial. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, who's going to win awesome. the men's and women's race? Uh, I got no idea. <laughs> Nothing? Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused. Have you looked at the course? I'm, it, it's confusing. I, I, I read a, a thing from, I forget, some national team, team's director kind of being like, we're not really sure what to do. Because it's a weird race. There's like a first 80K, then there's a middle section with a ton of climbs, and then the finishing climb is, you only do it once and to the finish. So hey. it's like, it's it's a race in three parts, and I feel like it's going to be nuts. I'm really excited, but I don't really know who's going to win. I think Michael Woods is going to win. There's my pick That's on a the good men's pick. side. That's a good pick. Um, I, I'm a little bit curious on who's going to win on the women's side, right? <laughs> like, I think that the, the, the uh, you know, um, Anna um, is going to be a, a, a top pick. PFP is going to be a top pick. But um, I don't know. I, PFP for the win? No. On my end? What, what are you thinking, Spencer? Van Vluten uh, all yeah. day. It's hard to so? okay. ever ever i've i've tried i've tried throughout the season to pick other riders and she always destroys everyone so this it's, time i yeah. am not hedging my bet and i'm going all in <laughs> on van vluten okay. as the world champion uh on the women's side it's a good all pick. right it's a tough course man. i think i think that's a very solid pick i you know it's just <sighs> on the men's she's side so strong yeah. On the I'm men's in- side, I got an omen today in the mail, uh, which is, you know, solidified my belief. I was kind of like up in the air a little bit, like, oh, maybe this guy, maybe that guy. I got an omen in the mail from the Quick Step Cycling team. It was my Julian Alaphilippe uh, Wolfpack special edition t shirt that I ordered wow. like three months ago it? and has finally shown up. I'm not currently wearing it, but. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it first wear on the uh, on the day of the road race so uh, Alaphilippe can feel the uh, yeah. the injection of watts into his legs from uh, from across the pond here and uh, you know I I think uh, I think he could pull this one off I think he, I think it could be a, a an Alaphilippe kind of a French Revolution if you will yeah I don't know if he I'm I'm yeah I'm doubtful that he can cope with the climbs. But I think that French team is super solid for this race. There's a good chance. On the men's side, is there any uh, U.S. hope? Like, what's the top hope for U.S. <laughs> men in, in this race? Who's going to be... <laughs> who's going to carry I mean, the legend of George Hincapie into, uh, <laughs> into the world championship? I mean, we, we gave a lot of love to Ben King during the Volta, and he yeah, had a great Volta, but... He's probably the best chance for an American medal, and I'm sorry, so, that's not. It's not. We're not going to be seeing any medals. Can you? Okay, we, we might not see any medals. I just have a quick question. This name just came back to me because we were talking about cyclocross earlier. Did Logan Owen do anything on the road this year? Like, would we? Was there any type of? Uh, was he injured or anything? Just I, I love when you spring this stuff on us in the middle of a podcast where we should research things, but we don't. Uh, I have yeah, no idea. We wouldn't, I, I can't. We nothing wouldn't comes research to mind. this on a group ride. We would no. just like I would say that, then you guys would attack me. Like I don't know, and then we'd go. I don't um, know. I mean, okay. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw his name on result sheets, but not in okay. like not in the placings. You know, just kind of. I'll there, look him up on uh, Pro Cycling Stats. I don't know. I did. But I don't know okay, Ben King is going to be the top ranked American. Um, yeah. More than likely. 
All right, so you've got Alaphilippe. Um, I'll go with Michael Woods. Uh, little guy. Yeah. Who do you got? Uh, safe Roglic. bet. Is, oh, that's not it. Oh, wh- what was what was your safe bet? Well, the safe bet is Sagan because he's won three of them. God, it's there's this course is the least Sagan World Championships I've ever seen, but there's a chance he'll be there because he's Peter Sagan. I think we can all agree that we don't want we just don't want Moscon to win. No, and unfortunately, that is true. He's Anyone been, but Moscon. He's been he has really good form right now. He's won like almost every single. Well, little Italian tune-up race that's happened in the last couple of weeks, or been on the podium. And then, so, who who dropped out from the Italian team today? Aru dropped out because he yeah. knew the form. So now there's a little bit less controversy on who the team leader is, right? Yeah. Now it's well, Mus- and Nab- oh, Nabali so Nabali was like, I don't have the form either. So it is now, just all Mo- in Moscon court. Now I'm assuming none of the pro cyclist. I'm sure Mitch Docker just listens to the first ten minutes of the podcast and is like, I'm done with this. But I'm curious if the other pro cyclists that may have made it this far, can you guys all just team up together and just beat Muscon to the finish line? Mm-hmm. Like do it for the good of cycling. That's true. Yeah, we need maybe this. someone like, will just punch him early like in the solidarity. race. Solidarity. You know, like I, I know, I know there's a lot going on with the ASO and the UCI and the C, uh, the riders union and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but really the thing cycling needs most is for Muscon to not have a good day. And I don't mean breaking away style, uh, pump in the spokes situation. No, I no. wouldn't go beat that far. Him, but and square. just don't, you know, sit on the wheel if he's in the break. Don't pull through that kind of thing. Like work for Bling Matthews. I want Bling Matthews Bling. to win. Bling, <laughs> Bling could do it. This could be Bling's here. Who's 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 the leader for the Australian team now without Port? I don't even know. I don't know, I, little guy. Sorry, I've been. Like- I've been reading up on my West Coast Dockers of the Australian Football League. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's going to be a great race, I think, uh, both the men's and the women's, but I feel completely lost to, as to what's going to happen. Well, I can't wait to watch. We're about six days away from the World Championships for the men and women. Make sure you uh, catch up. Follow us along on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. You can also see us on Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. I'd like to give a quick shout out to a friend of the pod and former uh, co-racer of ours, uh, Dan Carell, who had a, a little bit of a mountain bike crash. I uh, hope you're healing up well in the great North Woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe lapping us on the track again in no time. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think he did a kilo in the time that it took me to do a flying 200. Yeah. And then also we'd like to uh, uh, thank all the people who listen to the, um, the network, the Wide Angle Podium Network. Email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. This has been Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists so you see out on the road, especially if they're fans of the Melbourne Storm rugby team. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. Theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at Pod.